It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The fun forever is at the end of the episode. That's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, September twelfth, and you're listening to episode five hundred and thirty-seven. As always, I am your host, Jason. Here today, joined by returning guest and game designer friend Connor Wake. Hey, Connor, how's it going? Hey, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, yeah, you were. Uh, it's, I was trying to remember how it's been a. It's been a bit since you've been on. I I feel like because I see you every week at the hangout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and sometimes those discussions feel like an episode when we're talking about stuff. So you know, uh-huh. it can. Uh, yeah, it can be. It can be a little was, uh, hard to remember what's what. Yeah, I think it was back in March. That was like right before was I it? moved. I, yeah. I haven't done a ton of game design stuff since I moved state and packed that away is... literally all of my board game stuff. So. Right. Yeah. Because you were moving for a long time, but now you finally. And did you move a long ways or no? Were you just moving? Uh, From the Bay Area up to Seattle. Okay. Um, okay. So like not too far, but like we had to pack our stuff in a box for a month because we didn't have a place lined up because we moved a little bit earlier than expected. So I had nothing. Um, except my like work laptop, um, and my like right. laptop, but right, nothing. Um, yeah, I knew you were west. You were. West. I knew you ended up in Seattle, and I knew you were already on the west coast. Uh, it was the Bay Area where you moved from. So yeah, that was that was quite a change for not being super far away. That's uh, that's got to feel different between the two places. I have to imagine. Oh yeah, it. The Bay Area is just very expensive. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, 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 and like I'm working from home now. And so it was just like, well, what, what's the point living here? Like, right, it's not right. like we're going out to do all of the cool things in the city, because <laughs> right, right. you know. Um, so it's like, let's move, stay on the same coast, move up somewhere. That's, I mean, Seattle's not cheap, but like, right, right. The Bay Area is just an absurd different. Level. I don't think there's much that's more expensive than the Bay Area, right? I mean, no, I, I know that. Yeah, we 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 uh, my wife had a work conference we had to go to and. It was in, it was in San Francisco, and it sounded like a cool conference. And the she told the people I might come. They're like, "Oh yeah, we'll just give him a pass. He can. It's really cool. Just, he can just come check it out." So um, it was a big technology thing, and I'm into that stuff. So I was like, "Oh yeah, great." So so I went, and we actually stayed over by Berkeley um, because uh, that's where I was, lived. Oh, was it? Yeah, <laughs> because it was so expensive that yeah. like it was like five times the rate that like the company would let you stay at. And Gosh. even even at we were I think we were at the Hotel Berkeley maybe it would have been called like it was okay. this, it was this small little hotel I I feel like I'm making that up and I'm like it's the Hotel Berkeley in Berkeley but it was something like <laughs> I believe that. it um <laughs> but uh yeah it was still like well above the the rate that you know the employees are supposed to have and it's like what are you gonna do I mean like it's it's really expensive so yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, it was also a nice less town, though for what we did see. Oh yeah, Berkeley's great. I mean, I went to Berkeley and then just kind of hung around there afterwards because it was like I I work in tech, so I got a job in SF. Right. But I wasn't right. about to move to SF. <laughs> so, right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I was just in Berkeley and Oakland the whole time. Um, right, right. Did you did you get to take the Bart over when you had to go to town? Is that oh what you... oh boy, yes. <laughs> I do not miss that. Um, 
Yeah, we we would ride it to save expenses. We would ride it out there, but then in the evening we just took a cab back. We we're like, I'm not doing that twice. Mm. We're, we're from a, I mean, I'm from a small city, but like public <laughs> transit is just not something I'm used to, and neither is my wife. So it was like it's just it's just easier to not get lost at night trying to figure yeah. out where we're supposed to go. Yeah. So yeah. No, I'm pretty used to the whole Bart system, but I I definitely got a bit sick of having to know the exact door to get onto the train at the exact spot and the exact spot to stand in the train itself so that I don't right. get squished when everyone else comes in and I've got a little bit of breathing room so I can hold my Kindle. Right. Because sometimes you can't even hold a Kindle in front of you because there's too many people. Right, right, yeah, right. I, don't, I do not. Don't miss it. We, we were lucky when we were going, it wasn't super busy for some reason. I'm not sure why, but it wasn't bad. Um, so, and I, by the way, I looked it up. The last time you were on was episode 514. So... Twenty-two episodes ago, twenty-three episodes ago, if I'm did math correctly. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been? Uh, what with after you've moved now, you uh, what have you been up to? If you're all settled in, I'm sure you're completely settled in because that happens real fast. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh there are boxes still. Um, yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, there's one like box of shame on the floor next to me that I still need to unpack. Um, but I did first set up my whole printer station mm-hmm. i've got my like got my printer my 3d printer and the cricket mm-hmm. they're all they've all got like a dedicated spot now because mm-hmm. now that i'm not in a super expensive place there's like a bit more space to fit things which is right. lovely. um right yeah not having multi 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 multi-purpose rooms um <laughs> it's fun yeah that is that's <laughs> That is that really makes a difference when you can have a dedicated space. I know I've had an office since just when about when COVID started, when I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're all going to be home. I need an office. And so they actually had an office uh, built for me in like half of the mechanical room. And having that nice. space is really nice. So, yeah, you yeah. can see it does not look like I'm in half of a mechanical room because because now <laughs> sure. the mechanical room is just very small. Um, but, yeah, because. Uh, it, it really makes a difference having a dedicated space where you can set up if you have a 3d printer or you know i've got behind me like my work desk where i like make prototypes and stuff and having those spaces are really really nice it makes a big difference for sure oh yeah yeah so that's been good there's also a lot of designers up here which like i knew coming in and it was like uh, like wasn't one of the reasons to move but like it it was like very nice just like knowing some people because i've mm-hmm, met them through mm-hmm. like online discord stuff and so i've like met up with a bunch of them so like that's great slowly meeting people up here um that's great yeah super interesting because like half of them work for funko <laughs> so <laughs> yeah they do uh, playtesting with them is entertaining because they can't tell you about any of the stuff they're working on <laughs> so they also right. can't play to like i <laughs> yeah it's weird um yeah do they do like NDA playtesting or do they just strip out theme for playtesting? Um, I, they did, they did their first like public playtest or something um, mm-hmm. at one of the local game stores recently. And I, I don't know what the original IPs were, but they swapped them out for other IPs. <laughs> so I played a one that was themed around Marvel, but they were like, it's not Marvel. And I was like, wait, in- interesting. <laughs> you've, but I guess they what? have a lot of Marvel minis lying around or something, you know. So I, I, I don't know how that works, but I, yep, whatever, whatever actual theme that is. <laughs> wow, I'm just picturing like I'm just picturing like back when they did like you know the Funko Pops, like the original one that was like Golden Girls, 
and they're like, yeah, okay, so it's Captain America. Uh, he's got this uh, <laughs> uh, Infinity Gauntlet on the Lanai, um, and he is. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing, you know, the. I'm sure they did it seamlessly, knowing them, but. Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, it was. Ahead, I was just, I didn't know that they weren't Marvel. I was like, wow, you're just showing this off. And I was like, no, no, not the actual theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like there is a, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like, like I more and more see more and more ridiculous, like they made a board game about this. And I'm like, before I even look, I'm like, it's Funko. And I flip it over Funko. <laughs> like, yep. Like, and it doesn't always look like a Funko game. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not, they don't always have the minis and stuff in them. Like uh, the rear window one? Yeah, right? Like, that one looks interesting. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of really interesting IPs that they get a hold of. Because um, they apparently own all of them. All of the IPs. They probably no, have the Marvel window. IPs. So they're just like, oh, we'll just use Marvel. Uh, even yeah. though that's not what we're actually doing. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, don't mention that. Just also enjoying the scenery up here. Like the Bay Area is pretty, but it's also going through tons of droughts. So all the grass yeah, is dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's hot. Well, so it's Seattle was going through tons of here. droughts. That'd be bad, considering I know the weather is typically like in Seattle. <laughs> oh yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. It's nice having green everywhere. It's great. <laughs> right, right, all right. All the water. Just yeah, I love it up here. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um. Well, all right, let's, uh, so, so we talked a little bit about the fact that you had a topic and, uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, so you have a topic, we're going to talk do. about it. You said, Hey, would you want to talk about this topic? And I said, yeah, let's do a show about this topic. Cause I love this topic. I'm just going to keep saying this topic and not say the topic. <laughs> uh, so what's it's our topic to chat about? <laughs> I'm going to let you say it, but yeah, no, I just wanted to say the word topic. Is it so that lot. you don't mess the word up? <laughs> 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 oh it could be i promise if one of us doesn't mess it up i will be shocked but yes go ahead <laughs> our topic for today is uh polyominoes or polyominoes or yes, poly polynomials. whatever what's funny is i used to always refer to them as tetraminos te 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 and i've heard yeah. tetraminos tetraminos but i'm like i'm pretty sure it's uh -huh. tetraminos um it's not like neutrinos it's <laughs> but uh and my I was, favorite's monominoes Monominoes? Monomino, the square. I was okay, I was gonna say, is that just like one one <laughs> just little square. section? It's just a square. Yeah. <laughs> it starts like so I designed this game, it uses monominoes. Oh, what's what's that like? Well it's just a bunch Carcassonne. of little squares. <laughs> yeah, it's Carcassonne. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Monomials. That's what it is. It's all monomials. Yeah. So so uh so it turns out you and I have a shared obsession uh with polyominoes. Um, and so you said we should talk about these and I'm very excited mm -hmm. about that. Um, cause someone tagged us in a, both of us in like a, you should check this Kickstarter out. And I was like, yes, thank you. Polyominoes also <laughs> talked about this last time. Yes. You should just do this chat. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah. What do you, where, how do you want to start with that? I know that you, uh, had a, a few different ways we could talk about it. I did. Do you want to? Uh... Well, I'm assuming everyone knows what polyominoes are. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Probably tetra don't have shapes, to, right? Yeah. yeah tetra shape. Well, uh, no, no, because tetra shapes are tetraminous. So we. Okay. okay. Tetra is four. So all tetra shapes have four squares in them. That's what oh. makes them a tetramino. A polyomino, oh. poly means many. 
So it's any so, size. So I'm not I'm I'm gonna be totally honest and say that I had no idea that's why they were called it. I kind oh. of yeah. I Well Domino I think Domino too. Is two. Oh dude, yeah. And triominoes. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But why okay, isn't it a guess... quadromino? Like isn't like I feel like it should be a quadromino. I... I don't know. It probably swaps between like Greek or Latin or something. I'm I'm not good Dang at like, English language or anything. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, squares attached together to make shapes. Yes, um, that are not necessarily four. Uh, yes, they can be as many as you want. Yeah. Although we'll probably so, skip over the monomino example because uh, <laughs> that one's a little boring. boring. So I um, searched just for the heck of it. I searched quadra, quad, quad, quadromino, quadromino, <laughs> and it, the first thing that pops up is tetromino. <laughs> so yes, perfect. Yes, yes. So um, yeah, this is uh, I, I I feel super dumb because I've played uh, Tetris a bajillion times, but it never occurred to me that every single one is four. Because when well, I've worked with them before, I've I've always said tetrominos, but I've totally broken that rule in the game i worked on there is a monomino there's literally a monomino and every time we say that i think that stupid song is like monomino keeps <laughs> popping in my head every time we say monomino great well so, we can skip that one <laughs> so anyway but yeah so um oh i'm on the wrong page of my notes because i did take notes um yeah so i i mean i live going a bit of a kick using them kind of ever since I got a cricket. Um, because I don't know if you've made uh polyominoes by hand before. They are awful. I have. I have. It is yeah. it is awful. I my trick was that I um I printed the shapes on cardstock, cut the shapes out, and then laminated them. But I mm. sorry, laminated then cut them out. So got you it. ended up with like a nice a like yeah. And I also only needed eight for the game I was working on. So that uh, wasn't yeah. so bad. Yeah. 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 So I, because I got the cricket partly because of the whole like repetitive stress injury in my hands. So I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yep. And then that unlocked like, oh, I can make all sorts of weird tiles now. Yeah. Um, yes, so you I can. Made a bunch of polyomino games just because I've got like stacks of polyominoes sitting on in like one of the drawers on my table now. Um, yeah, I, to, I don't know. You had to justify getting the, the cricket. So. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and I feel like also with the whole, like, moving to online digital playtesting, that also probably opened up a bunch of, like, people making polyomino games. So kind of curious to see if, like, down the line we're going to have lots of weird-shaped tile games because people could make them easier mm. online. Right, anyway, right. That's what kicked it off for me. Um it is interesting though because some of my favorite games that feature polyominoes um, do not actually have tiles. Mm -hmm. They have the shape on a card. Yeah, uh, I think of things like silver and gold. Um, Tiny oh, towns. Uh, yeah, yep. I was thinking though of uh, Patchwork Doodle is a fun one that the family likes to play. Oh yeah, and that one is just you know shapes on tiles, which is funny because of course the original pa Patchwork. Those count as polyominoes because yeah. they are square. Yeah, they're squares. Square they're just things made yeah. of squares. Yep. So, yeah. Definitely yeah. not tetrominoes, those ones. But yeah, so <laughs> um, 
yeah. So it is funny because, you know, when you said cutting those out, I was like, oh, yeah. Like if you're actually doing like a Tetrisy type thing, like um, like a Baron Park or a Tiny Park or several of the games with the name Park in it, um, you like are putting <laughs> them all together right in those shapes. What yeah. what are some of what are some of your favorite uh games that that fall under that category? Yeah, I mean, I feel like my f- probably one of my favorites is Feast for Arden, which is kind of the absurd example. Um, but I just like how because this is what I like about uh, polyominoes they. Mm-hmm kind of come with their own built-in set of rules. It's almost like they come with physics rules, right? Like right. you don't have to really under, you don't have to learn how they work. You just kind of get that they fit together. It's kind of right. like similar to word games where, you, you know, if you use words in a game, you just get like the English language and all of its nonsense grammar coming with it. Right. Um, right. For, not for free, but you know. Um and I feel like Fuse does a really good job of using that to like intrinsically put a bunch of stuff into the game. Like it just makes small objects actually be small objects and right. be useful as a small object um, uh-huh. without having to be like, well, a small object's worth three points and you can use it this way. Right. It's just like, nah, it fits. It fits nicely. Um, right. And the right. fancy objects can be weird shapes because they're fancy, but they're complicated and annoying and it's just That's, i like how it brings yeah. all of that intrinsic stuff with it really and i think face red does a cool job of tying that into the theme and everything um yeah and i have not i have admittedly not played that one but um but i have seen it mm-hmm. and you're right that is it, it is very cool when the mechanics or the rules are understandable partly just by the fact of the way that the um components work together and i think that you're right. Uh, a polyamino game is definitely has a way to make that happen yeah. uh, in a unique way. Because, like in Face Riding, a lot of the meat uh, pieces are like long, thin strips, kind mm-hmm. of as if you had like a side of an animal, and yep, they all yep. fit in the long house, which is a long, thin building. Right, 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 right. But you can't fit your giant boat in, or there aren't boats, but you know you can't fit your giant, awkward, square-shaped things in there because they don't right. fit. And it's just right, like, oh, right, that works right, right. perfectly. And you have to line everything up side by side, you know, mm-hmm. and if you've got gaps, you've got to fill it with like a single fruit or something. Um, and so it's like it's stuff like that. In there. And it's like, you don't have to have rules about, hey, you can't put like your cow in the, lo- your fully grown cow in the longhouse. It just doesn't fit. Right. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah. and all the long things, things fit in there more efficiently. Um, so that's what I like about it and how it does it because it just it's like patchwork's great but patchwork right. is just like nothing but spatial awareness um yeah it's just fitted in there and it is cool yeah yeah for sure yeah. for sure yeah and then racing for the monomino right like mm-hmm. uh um because you're like i have to get like you know i have to fit that patch in um yeah. i don't know about you but like when i play patchwork it's a risky game because i'm always constantly <laughs> like all right I've made this spot now before the end of the game, I must get at least one of these. Otherwise I'm going to be really pissed because I'll have screwed yeah. this whole thing up for getting my seven by seven. Yeah. Uh, but, but that, uh, that is another game that is a good example of, you know, like uh, if it fits, it sits right. I mean, like mm-hmm. that you understand how the rules work yeah. because I pick a thing. Where can I place it? 
wherever you can place it. You just can't yeah. move it. Okay. And so, the riskiness comes from the shape and you can just look at it and go like, that's a risky piece to put there because yep. it's got all sorts of little nooks and crannies in it. Right. Or right. it's like only five spaces, but it's this big zigzag thing. So it crosses the whole board and that's going to be annoying. Right. And yeah. So yeah, again, it's that intrinsic, like comes with a bunch of rules that you don't yeah, have to explain yeah. and to I, anyone. Right. And I, I really like those decision points that that creates because literally you have three choices of pieces to grab. And I mean, that's your decision. Which piece will I take and where will I put it? So two two decisions you're making, right? But it feels like so much more than that um, mm-hmm. by the end of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and yeah, I mean, like, it, it actually, it, it's not surprising they made a roll and write version of that because the game <laughs> is like a physical roll and write, right? I mean, like, literally, yeah. like, you're a pull and write, I guess. You're like pulling the thing, putting it down, and... Um, yeah and then you're like oh gosh i've made mistakes and uh <laughs> and you're screwed uh I, I remember i was playing i think it was rolling america for the first time and i was like this game is so easy and then like five turns later i'm like you idiot like, <laughs> like this is so hard and patchwork i've i've certainly felt like that before in patchwork um so yeah what are some uh what are some other ones that uh stick out to you yeah there's so there's as you were mentioning there's the weird not quite using a polyomino as a tile but as like something else the like mm-hmm. tiny towns is a good one and that one i think is interesting because you're making your polyomino shapes to turn into your buildings but they can sort of overlap like you can build right. one poly like tetra shape polyomino i don't they're yeah gosh i'm getting mixed up you can make one polyomino but then it can sort of also be half of another one and so you can make up your mind which one it's going to be at the last second mm-hmm. i mean if you can do that you're also amazing in the game um i can only do that rarely but like the idea that you can do that is cool to me that they can be multiple right, at right. possible at the same time um right right i mean there's llama land that was in one i've been liking recently which is the stacking polyominoes have you seen that one i haven't what's it called lava land llama land Oh, Llama Land. I have that. I should play that. Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's... so bad about buying board games and not playing them. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this game looks great. And then I, and yeah. then I didn't play it. So, um, but I do no have one uses yeah. Pentominoes. Oh, so they, they're, they're all, all Pentominoes? They're all five. Okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you're stacking them up, which is another one of those kind of, you're, you're essentially making pentominoes out of other pentominoes because you need to make space to fit your pentomino on top mm, of your pentomino mm-hmm. right so it's like pentominoception you know which <laughs> i find fun um which was actually frustratingly an idea i'd been working on for ages um you I, have that like you have got I to do, like yeah. somehow like keep those ideas like in your brain <laughs> i feel like you know they talk about like the thing where people like discover two things at the same time like they'll have the same idea. There's like a scientific uh-huh. term for that where two people across the world have the same idea and then like do the thing. Uh, I feel like somehow like your brain is just like hardwired to like the universal designer brain. And you're just like sending like five times. times I've, you be like, yeah. I've been working on this game. And now a couple times though, it's been good where it was like, Hey, I see this game. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Like my game fixes a lot of these <laughs> problems. So that's, that's great. <laughs> Um, that's a strong word well 
Sorry. <laughs> I saw this game. It wasn't very well received. <laughs> so, People had improvement had improvement suggestions that I yeah, had implemented. You'd already <laughs> implemented. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, Llama Land, yeah, really, that, I, looking, I'm looking at the uh, pictures now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember why I thought that game looked awesome uh, and why mm-hmm. I should play it. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, Phil Walker-Harding's been doing stacking games for a while, oh, so yeah, like, I can't Phil take. Phil Walker-Harding, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why when I was trying to do a stacking polyomino game, which I think there's also number nine is another one i haven't actually oh, is that phil that walker one. harding i have not played that one no that's not um, him that's um okay. i don't think it's him that's someone else but yeah there's lots of stacking there, well there's not lots there's starting to be more stacking polyamino games because i feel like people have gone oh okay we've done this whole fitting pieces together on a 2d grid mm-hmm. why don't we just go up a level and put them on top of the grid we just built mm-hmm. um so those oh, are yeah, I forget that Phil Walker Harding did Silver and Gold, which I also love, mm-hmm. um, which is a polyamino game. Uh, what did you just say? He did uh, Gingerbread House, which is the one with the stacking. Yep, Baron uh, Park, which is, which is uh, one of the ones that, yeah. And then um, uh, also Sushi Go, which interestingly mm-hmm. does not have polyaminos because they would all just be tubes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would all just be this straight line from Tetris. Uh <laughs> of different lengths yeah. um yeah so but that kind of makes me think of the next thing we talked about that we were going to talk mm-hmm. about here which was um kind of what are some of the really interesting you know you mentioned like people are now like oh now we're stacking them when we're trying different things with them and that was kind of one of the things we had we had thought about was what are some of the more interesting things that you can do uh with polyaminos that that doesn't that don't that doesn't really fall in line with um, with just the standard of like, I will interlock these pieces in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that is kind of, that's kind of the like cliche is a bad thing. word, but like that is generally what's done. Right. It's the yeah. Tetris thing. Like, yeah. how do I make this fit? And that's fun. That is fun. Oh yeah. It's uh, super satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. It really <laughs> is. Like when you can make those things fit you, it's, I mean, really it's a lot like doing puzzles, which if you yeah. like doing that sort of thing, also fun yeah. i would like to do just like could i just buy puzzles that were just polyaminos <laughs> like that would be great you know what i mean? i'm like buy puzzles where yeah. instead of pieces it's just like polyaminos with pictures on it i would love that new business that sounds idea. fun what's well, yeah, new business <laughs> idea right that yeah. only people people are like what are these polynomial puzzle things um so that's <laughs> how they would sound when they said it uh but so yeah so what are some of the more interesting things that you are thinking about or have seen with yeah well before before we get into that though i kind of sure. wanted to oh, like sure. round out the like because i feel like it'll be helpful for that discussion like to talk about what kind of are the attributes uh that are good or helpful and yes. also like not good in polyominoes yes yeah, i feel like I don't know, this is the way i usually think about most like game mechanics it's like it's like they're an ingredient in a recipe right sugar mm-hmm. is good for making things sweet but it's not so right. good if you add it to a thing that's already salty. Sometimes. Right. Sometimes. <laughs> um, but anyway. Plus so it's pretzels just, and chocolate, and then that's okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, like, thinking about polyominoes that way and, like, what are kind of their attributes? Because I think we already said, like, I, I already said, they're kind of like words 
they're kind of like the spatial version of words in that they come with mm-hmm. a bunch of rules that you yep. don't really have to explain to them because it's just like mm-hmm. quote unquote physics. Um, most people get that you don't put a polyomino like next to the other one halfway off the grid, right? So right. lots right. of things that get you get for free, probably just because of Tetris, um, but also just because right. of puzzles are satisfying. Yeah. Yep. And that, and then the other thing that I think is important is they come with like built-in restrictions of. Like, because we're, I don't know, game design is like, it's putting restrictions on players in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, usually, mm-hmm. right? And so that is what polyominoes are. It's like, well, I have a bunch of square tiles, and if I could put the square tiles literally wherever I want, it'd be a boring game. But now that I can't right. put those square tiles in where I want, I have to put them in a weird orientation. Right. Restrictions. Now it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I don't know those to me those are the two big things that like they come with that are helpful and good I guess I don't know any yeah, other I things mean, you can think of I mean from a like if you're if you're not talking about rules and things if you're just talking about mm-hmm. from like a tactile like get you into the game experience right they're a very good component for that um mm-hmm. I, I you know because you're be able to pick it up and like think about how it's going to play and I think any time where you're putting those things i think a lot of polyamino games really revolve around your own tableau or player board right where you are Mm -hmm. putting things down so you're not as concerned with what other people are doing Uh, and i think Mm -hmm. they lend themselves really well to that but but i think that if you have um blockus is actually a really good example Mm -hmm. of uh the interactivity where you really have to pay attention when your opponent's going to know what are they doing what where are the places they could place? What are the gaps where they could get through by defenses? Um, and I think it really gets you to kind of lean into the game and pay attention when it's not your turn. Um, and really consider what, you know, like what you're gonna do next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that's good. I think it helps kind of reduce the distraction of looking at something else or being distracted, right? You're you're it, it is an advantage to pay attention to what's happening. Um, I know that's true in a lot of games, but I think that when you're sharing a place where you're basically putting a puzzle together and you have to be clever about it, like you mm-hmm. really have to pay attention to um, kind of you know the geometry of how those things are being placed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the thing that they're not good for, similar to words, is that some people just don't get that kind of spatial thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. I know a lot of people who are bad at word, who don't like word games just because words don't click for them in their head. Like yep. that. they don't have a big yep. vocabulary. And I know a lot of people who don't like polyamino games because similar thing. They just can't rotate them in their head. Right. 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 Like picking up a weird, like a square, easy to flip around. If you've got 10 squares and they're all in a weird zigzag line and you try and rotate it and flip it, it's a nightmare, right. <laughs> which some people right. find fun. Because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's difficult and you got to figure it out. But some people are like, I right. just can't. Don't want right. it. It's like, I want to solve this puzzle. But you're right. You're right. Not everybody wants to do that. And um, I think that sometimes they present, like, one negative I would say about Blockus is you literally start with all the pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So first off, there are some obvious best pieces to start playing first, right? Um, sure. But in addition, it, but if and if you've played a lot, then you know that. But if you've never played, you may not immediately jump to what is the best things I could do, like that I could play right now. 
Um, and it, it can create AP, right? So if you are bad at that, like you were saying, if you're bad at the spatial recognition thing or understanding how the things are going to fit together, you know, that can really uh, slow the game down, right? It, it, even if mm-hmm. you're trying to like, you know, like you're like, I want to pay attention. What are these people doing? But then suddenly, you know, like now it's my turn and everything has changed and I have to start thinking again, right? Even with patchwork that happens because while you have your own player boards, you still are sharing the same pieces, right? And so there's three choices and depending on what your opponent takes and whether or not they're able to take multiple pieces, which could happen, mm-hmm. um, then uh, then you have really like your turn could look very different than what you're planning for. Um, and so if you're already bad at that, yeah, I think that can be a huge time sink. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Cool. So I think that's, uh, I'm sure there's more intrinsically, in, or I'm sure there's more like attributes of polyominoes that are that we can right, talk right, about. right. But like just going off of that for talking about like kind of the other stuff you can do with them and what they might be good with. Because yeah, that's what I've mostly been trying to do with my polyomino games. Because like I don't think you can pitch a fit everything together polyomino game nowadays. I mean, Uwe Rosenberg has that covered with his like twenty <laughs> polyomino games, right? Like it's done. Um, well, yeah, I think you can, but only if it's going to do it in a way that's like, you know, yeah. like you see this like Llama Land, right? Like, I don't know when that yeah, came exactly. out, but like that, now that's you're going to stack them, right? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's different, you know? Or they have to, if you're going to do them as like a fitting puzzle, I don't know if that's the right term, but I'm going to call it that. Um, I know what you mean. Then it kind of has, like, I feel like we've done enough polyomino games now that we can kind of not upgrade, but like, Use them as like a smaller subset of a different game, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of how Feast for Odin does it, um, mm-hmm. where it's just there are polyominoes, but it's this massive Euro game, and they're just kind of used as like part of the like mini games and stuff like that. Right. I feel like right. that's definitely one direction you can take it in if you're if you want to do like a pure fitting puzzle sort of thing, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I've seen some interesting things. I've been trying some things around that too, where you use them for area control. Um. Because they're kind of fun to, kind of that blockus. I mean, it's the blockus thing, right? But right, like, right. if you're all fighting over like multiple different areas, mm-hmm. and you can only take over that area by putting in a weird shaped piece, you can do things that are not like. Well, because in most area control games, you just go in there and you have a piece, and that piece is a size four, like four pieces, is the same as any other four units or whatever right 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 but a square is very different than a line right and mm-hmm. they've got different like uh ways that they kind of cover the battlefield sort of thing yep right yep. and i think that's like like because block has definitely did that but i kind of want to see that in more games, well in, you know thinking too about what you had said about feast for odin um it, it, the idea of say like a battle area control game the different shapes could tell you what mm-hmm. you could actually get in like so like if my like thin like four piece is like you know some archers or something right whereas yeah. like my uh, uh my my four block piece is like you know like a, a a war machine of some kind right or something like that um that's going to be a lot different right so so it's forcing you to make game decisions about like okay like I'm trying to infiltrate this and take over this area, but I can't put my best guy in because he doesn't fit there. Right. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. Like, you know, like I have this huge tank, but 
it's five wide and this is only three wide. So I have to make do with something else. And, and I think yeah. that's kind of cool um, as a way to uh, make gameplay um, in a game like that, like in a, in like a battle game, just feel very different than it normally it's kind would, of right? emergent. In yeah. A way. It's yeah. like, I didn't tell you the rules. You kind of right. just encountered them. You just figured which... out that you couldn't get, you made a big tank and now you can't get yeah. to the opponent's base because it, it's not going to fit through the gap. Yeah. That's. Yeah, you know, exactly. That really sucks. The first game you play, if you didn't pay attention <laughs> to that. And now you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe if you're taking over islands and each island is a weird, uh, like big polyomino shape that you mm. got to fill in. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a similar thing. If you send in your quick long boats or something, right. That you can put them on the Island and it's going to, well, now if you put a big single longboat in, it's going to kind of block off the area and cut it in half, right? Yep, Whereas if you yep. send in your like chunky boat, this this is a bad game. I, theme. I know what Don't you mean. Though, yeah. But you know, if you send in your big chunky boat, that's a big old square, you're going to fit more of them efficiently. And, right. But maybe right. it gets there slower. So it's like, yeah, right. it's, yeah. Right. Um, so I kind of want to see more stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, using them as like units and things. It's kind of like Quantum. Have you played that one? I haven't um a bunch of games do this too but like in quantum the your ship it's a space uh fighting ships going around taking over planets game mm-hmm. um and you roll your dice and a six and a one or uh, all the numbers are different ships types of ships okay so mm-hmm. and i'm gonna get this backwards but i think the one is the strongest um but it can only move one space but it, okay uh but when you roll the dice um you you add the number on the dice to it and the way it's combat works out you okay. want like a lower number or something. Mm-hmm. So it's a slow ship because it's a one, but it's a good at attacking ship. Right. Right. And then the six is like the opposite. Um, I feel like you can do a lot of that same stuff with polyominoes where you just kind of yeah. like triple encode things into like that one number that just kind of does everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. polyominoes can do that pretty well. Um, um, something that I did in a game with polyaminos that hasn't been published yet. It's a game I had had with a publisher and I got back, uh, called flood. And I, I've talked about it before on the show, but not in, in specifically like in this polyaminos discussion. So the, the way that works is, um, trying to do something different with it. You've got like a long, I think it's a five by 10 area or a six by 10 area of cubes, right? So there's 60 mm-hmm. spaces, there's cubes. At the start of the game, you put all the cubes out. It's a little bit of a drag, I won't lie. But after <laughs> that, uh, it's not so bad because then you are trying to build something. It was originally a boat. It's going to be something else. But So you're trying to build something um, and you have eight tools to choose from. Uh, I think it's eight. Um, and the eight tools are... Um, different sizes and they're like woodworking tools. So like everything from the one square monomino that's a, that's a plane that's like really good at like fine tuning what you're working on Mm -hmm. Um, all the way up to like this, this big like log roller thing that's like five long and then like has like a thing popping out of the one side. So (laughs) like that and the way you do it is you, you take, it goes around in a, in a, uh, a snake draft you um it goes around i i take i pick a tool i set it on the things and i collect everything it can collect which are different resources each cube is a different there's like four different resources i bring those back and put those in my camp 
and then we go back one more time in reverse order um and i take another tool and i draft again and then now i have to build things um and the i can build multiple things with each tool um but there's like a bonus that you get for how good the tool is right and it's made so that the smallest tools you guessed it give you the biggest point bonus for <laughs> building things because they're easier to work with so you're you're kind of doing like this push pull of like okay i need some resources oh and you can only keep one or two resources at the end of your turn so like i can't just do a big turn where i just collect a ton of resources to hold for the next round because that's not an option um so yeah and then any other resources just go back in the draw bag and then you pull out resources to fill back in anything that was taken but you don't get rid of the stuff that's currently there um, so what that can do is that stops people from like always taking the best stuff because like if there's stuff that you don't want, like eventually someone's going to have to take it. And there are some, uh, there are some resources that are better late game, some that are better earlier game. So you might be trying to like, you'll be like a bunch of animals will be out there and nobody cares about the animals in the beginning because you don't need hides for sales. But by the end you're like, crap, I need those. <laughs> so then mm -hmm. you're going for those. And then each round there is um the board is getting smaller so like mm -hmm. one line of the board is destroyed and then it keeps pressing in till it's a smaller and smaller area you're fighting over to gather these resources and that felt like a really fun way to use the polyaminos to collect stuff the one thing yeah. i had wished i could have figured out was a way to other than just like a point bonus for how you use the the shape like to actually have the shape matter for what you're building. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, like kind of as if you like cut out the shape and pasted it over there with all the keys yeah. in the same spot sort of thing. Something like that. Yeah, or or you could, you know, you would then pick one of the shapes and, you know, put x number of resources into that. I I, I don't know how it would work, but that is one thing that I'd always wish there could have been a little more symmetry with that. Mm -hmm. um but people really enjoyed the use for of the polyaminos for collection just because that's not something you typically see um yeah so it's yeah cool. it, it's like that whole restriction thing right of like well if i can pick that perfect one it's boring but if i have to pick them in this weird shape right i get something i don't want with which is then interesting because it's like well i gotta make it work now so right. can i yeah then you start getting right. into your interesting decision right. stuff and you ask yourself, like, do I want to build more things for less points? If so, then I'm going to grab bigger, bigger tools to just be better at collecting. Yeah. Um, but I have to build a lot more to try and, you know, bridge that gap of the fact that the person who's kind of shooting the middle is more likely to be able to to make the really good stuff. Um, but mm -hmm. then there are certain things that, like, you cannot make without certain tools. Right. And you'll always mm -hmm. get the chance to get those tools because you're going to be first at some point. And plus it, in the reverse snake draft, like the last player goes twice in a row. So they get to pick a pretty good combo for what they want. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's something I've always been really excited about was a different way to use uh, polyaminos yeah. in that way. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. It, it's also, it reminds me a little bit of tiny towns that kind of like using it as a, like a map uh, mm -hmm. instead of a, um, tile yeah yeah yep I like yep that. yeah and i um 
any specific uh, ways that you have or you've tried to use polyaminos in something in an interesting way? Yeah, the thing I've been doing a bunch recently, well, I've done the stacking one. Don't really need to talk too much about that one. But, um, <laughs> I made it different in the end. It was good. Seeing seeing Llama Land was like, oh, I can do something different now. This has given me direction. It's great. Uh-huh. Um, I just made it more complicated. Um <laughs> Well, actually, okay, let's go into that one, yeah. So the stacking thing, because I was like, okay, stacking's cool, because you've got to make a shape underneath mm-hmm. to stack things on top of, and that's kind of cool, making polyominoes out of polyominoes. Um, and so I took that one level further, and uh, it's a two, mine's a two-player game, um, and all the polyominoes have uh, basically two colors on them. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, in this case, one person is winter, one person is summer. You're kind of trying to control this hillside. And so the summer player can always play on top of uh, winter spaces. And mm-hmm. the winter player can always play on top of summer spaces. So you're always trying to construct Tetris shapes, because these are most, they're all mostly four sides, um, out of the shapes on the tile. So it has okay, this extra yeah. layer of like, oh, I've got this square. And the two mm-hmm. corners are green, and the other two opposite two corners are white. And so, if I fit this together, I can make the like Tetris L shape for myself. But mm-hmm. oh no, I've made the Tetris T shape for my opponent. So let me rotate it a little bit and try and figure this out. Um, but maybe they're not going to have a T coming up, so it's actually okay, okay for a little bit. So you kind of get into this like really building Tetris shapes on top of yeah, Tetris shapes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it gets a bit absurd when you get up to like four levels tall. <laughs> Um, right, right, so that's right. that one. That's just taking that idea like just the next step further. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and then the other thing I've been doing is using them for their negative space. So I've been trying to do this with a couple tile games is not using the tiles for the tile itself, but for like the space it kind of carves out around it. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, one is what was the main one I've been doing for this one is my game Hedge Mage. Uh, which theoretically should be coming out next year. Uh, We'll see how the world goes. Um, But basically, I was playing around with this other game um, where I was doing a a flower conservatory um, where Mm -hmm. the flowers were the tiles and then the space around them was the paths that people would walk around. So, you know, you don't want to fill your garden because people can't walk through it. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That game, I've still not made it work, but one day. Um, but it spawned uh, this because as I was looking at it, I was like, hang on a minute. If I use Tetris shapes, this is a hedge maze. Um, and so that's what I did. So I grabbed my copy of Patchwork and was like, does it does it look like a hedge maze if I just put them down and put these rules in that they can't touch in certain ways? Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked. Um, nice. Basically, I just had to add these two two rules to make it work. Uh, so that it looked like a hedge maze, because this was this is more of a like trying to make the theme come. Well, the theme is hedge maze; it's not a deep theme, right? But you right. Know, so you make the theme be... come out through the rules. I don't want right. people to fit them together and have it be a hedge, just a hedge. Right, um, right, right. That's fair. So the two rules for that were: you can't cut the board in half. So there always has to be yep. all spots have to be accessible. That's kind of the obvious one. Yeah. Um, yep. But the other one that made it work was: you can never make a two by two section of just hedges. Oh, okay. Um, that makes sense. Those two restrictions together make it always look like a maze. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so that was kind of fun to play around with, like, what rules do you need to do to make this look like that? Right, right. Because um, then people can't, like, you can never fit them together. They've always got to be at kind of awkward angles to each other. Mm-hmm. But you're still trying to build it so that you're, like, messing with your neighbor and making it difficult right. for them to get around. Um, so, yeah, that one. So negative space with them. I kind of want to see more. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I've seen some, that was the Kickstarter that was, we were both linked in. Um, they rewarded points for the spaces that, for like leaving gaps in some mm-hmm. parts. Like one of the goals was like one point for every enclosed space that doesn't have a tile in it, but it's surrounded by tiles. And I thought that's kind of a cool one because you can, I've always wanted to do another game where you um, kind of, I guess kind of like your game where you got all the cubes all over this grid mm-hmm. um, and when you place a polyomino down maybe they're not cubes in this case they're just printed but you get whatever you surround and so you're kind of doing you're setting up fences essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there's something with what you cover up and then whatever you're not covering up because um, like most polyominoes have lots of gaps and weird edges and it's like why not take advantage of that for not just fitting them together but for can you make right. a shape um, right, right. So yeah, there was thing. um, there was a game I think it was by Steve Jackson Games back in the day called Castellan, um, and it's okay. this three D, um, castle building game, uh-huh. and it, it just occurred to me that the, it does the thing where you're trying to like get spaces, so you're trying to claim courtyards basically of the castle you're making, and then you you get points, I believe, for the number of towers within your courtyard, right? So, like, if I'm in a spot, because every corner is a tower, because that's how you mm-hmm. attach the pieces together. Um, it's not a polyamino game, for sure, because they're it's all straight lines, right? Like, every right. every castle piece is just a straight line. Um, but it, it's got that same vibe to it. And I, I need to pull it out and play it with my kids. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it in years, but it was one of those games where I played, I did the demo, and I was like, okay, gonna buy this right now um <laughs> so um yeah and they did one of those interesting things too with a game where there were two different versions of the game uh uh-huh. and the only difference was the the towers were different colors or the the keeps <laughs> that you put in were different colors so that you could put two together and play with four players if you wanted to oh um, interesting so because otherwise i mean the game would have been so expensive to have honestly it's so it has 108 castle pieces in it if i think about that oh now if they were making it now, you know, this was made, gosh, 2013, this came out. So thinking about that being made now, pandemic aside, um, they probably could could make it for four players and make it work. Um, just knowing how they've gotten better at producing things with the bigger companies. But right. yeah, yeah. Super duper fun game. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I was just looking it up. It's 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 really fun to look at, too. So. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's it. Polyominoes are just fun to look at. They are, right? That's that is, you know, and we we did just an weird. On, we did the episode recently on table presence and in polyominoes, uh, I think always will have good table presence, right? Polyominoes just they just look good on the table. Um and they just at least for me and, and I obviously for you too, but it just makes me want to just pick them up and do like I was about them, to say, right? yeah. Like, you you want like a, to fit them together. Yeah, right? It's just it's part of it. So Yeah. Um so anyways, yeah. yeah. Very good for that. Some other things that I've been thinking about. Um Yeah. 
we, I feel like we definitely need more, like, I guess, I don't know if they're called polygominoes anymore, but things that are made from different shapes. So, like, hexes and triangles mm -hmm. and other things like that where they're all fit together in weird things. I kind of mm. hope this is what the new, because Renekunitsu's got the follow-up to my city, and it looks like it's islands okay. that are hexes. I really hope this is what it is. Because, okay. like, bumping it up to, there's, like, three hexes in a chain, how do you fit those together? It's like, right, right. we've been doing squares for so long, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. I'm curious just, like, how that, like, breaks all the rules and stuff and how they fit right. together. Is it easier to fit things together? Because now there's more, like, access points, you know, because i got six sides. Or and really does that make point. it yeah. easier and more flexible and more fun? Or is it too open? Or mm -hmm. I don't know. I want to see more of that. Because I like domino hexes. Those are great. Um, I don't know if yeah. you've ever played those. Yes, yes, yeah. Because yeah. it's like fun being able to pick a direction, you know? Because mm -hmm. like in a domino, it's like you've got two directions. You can kind right. of put it together. Right. But you've right. got a hexomino. No, it's not a hexomino. Whatever it's called, <laughs> you can just rotate um, it around that pivot point, and you uh, got like five yeah. sides. Would be a is a is a pentomino. So. Well, a pentomino is five pieces. Oh, you're right. That's what I'm like. Yeah. I don't know what. Gosh, it's going to come out at the end that I'm completely it, wrong I mean, about all of this. A five sided <laughs> a five sided thing is a is a pentagon. So. Well, I think the omino part is something about a square. I'm going to Google right. this. Right. Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, they're just hex tiles. That's what we call them, hex tiles. Is it a, like a polyhex, you know? What's a... Polyhex, that's a good... What do you What do you call it? like a, a, a dough hex? I don't know. Apparently a polyhex is, oh, polyhex dumbbells. I was like, what is that? It's those dumbbells <laughs> that are shaped like hexes. So, yeah, so they okay, don't roll quite. away, I guess. Yeah, so... Um. Mm. Which reminds me of the other thing that I really want people to do. This is really stretching the limit of like what a polyomino is. But okay, uh -huh. if we're doing triangles and we're doing hexes, we could just do anything. We could just do any weird geometric thing. Like I've always wanted to make a game about mosaic tiles where they are just random shapes that are weird and fit together. And I feel like it kind of fits into the vibe of like what a polyomino does, but without the grid, you know? So it's like, if I've got some weird oh. arrow-shaped piece and then I've got like a, a smushed hex and all of those things, I've never mm -hmm. made it work yet because having a... I think that's one of the great things that polyaminos do have. They've got a grid. It fits. There's no, like, questioning. Right. <laughs> Did right. I do it right? But I really want... That's like, a really I've, good point. I've got a game that I've been working on on and off about putting um, succulents, planting succulents. Except all the succulents are actually succulent shaped. So they're not like a circle. And so you can like fit the little spokes together to get them to cram into your little oh, pocket okay. you've got. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like an infinite omino because, you know, there's infinite little tiny squares in there, we can say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, infinite yeah. omino. You know, like how a circle is like an infinitely sized-sided uh, polygon. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. Infinomino. Infinomino. Infinomino, I like it. Um, 
All right. Um, did you, uh, so yeah, I feel like this is a good discussion here about the, mm-hmm. uh, the polyaminos in general and the different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, did you, so you talked a bit about hedge maze. Did you want to talk mm-hmm. a bit more about like to actually pitch, pitch a game or, or give us sure. all the details on hedge maze or. What? Yeah, yeah. I might as yeah. well. Um, I feel, I, I don't know how to do this whole publicizing. Well, also it's signed, but I'm not supposed to say who signed it with. That's fair. I've signed yep. it with. So it's technically a secret, but like hopefully you'll hear about it in the future. Um, but yeah, Hedge Mage, uh, it's Hedge Mage, which I'm very proud of that name um, because you are uh, mages creating hedge mazes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, as the theme goes, your garden's been infested with gnomes. And so what you've decided to do to fix this is uh, send them over to your neighbor's garden instead. Um, so you've sent your assistants over there to attract the gnomes that way. Um, but they've all got the same idea. So everyone's just doing that to each other in a circle. Um, so you're all just chucking, like trying to get gnomes to go around. Um, so your plan to stop this is you're going to build a hedge maze in your own garden to thwart your neighbor who's running around in your garden. Um, so it's a bit of a weird circular game where you are building a hedge maze on your your board, your garden mm-hmm. board, but you're moving around your assistance on your neighbor's board to your right to basically kind of mess it up and do this pick up and deliver game um, mm-hmm. to attract the gnomes over there. So, you know, it's like if you can get all the pumpkins in a line, uh, the gnomes like that. And so they go that way because weird magical pumpkin gnomes or whatever. Um, of course. So it's a bit of a weird game um, in that sense, but the simple thing is you, on your turn, it's all simultaneous actually, so not on your turn, um, each round you flip over a card and it tells you what polyomino you're going to place down on your board. Mm-hmm. You put it down somewhere, probably right in front of your neighbor's assistant just to, you know, be annoying. Right, um, right, right, right. And then they'll have to go the other way or something, right? Um, but you've got those rules of like, you can't block things in completely, you can't fit stuff, so it actually becomes a little bit tricky to efficiently block them because they're also you can't put it on top of them. Right, so right. And I know you mentioned spots. before about the placement rules of not being able to make the mm-hmm. double blocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. And so the other thing is so that I think makes it the most interesting to me, at least, is where you put the tile. Well, one, it blocks your neighbor, but mm-hmm. two, it where you place it determines how much movement you get on your neighbor's board. Because mm-hmm. every polyomino has this little sigil tile. And mm-hmm. what you do when you place your polyomino down, you look at all the rows and the columns that it's in. So kind of like extrapolate its shadow out. Mm-hmm. And you see how many other sigils it's kind of in the same rows and columns as. And that's how much movement you get. Um, oh, cool. So you might be in a lot of situations where it's like, well, I can just put this thing right here and it'd be really, really annoying for them. But it's only going to get me two movements. But if I scoot it over to a slightly less annoying spot, I can get five movement. And right, is that going right. to be worth it? To you know, it's how much of a nuisance do you want to be to them? And the points all cycle around in a circle. So if you don't mm-hmm. stop them, they chuck all their points at you. So you do have to stop them and balance the two off of each other. Um, so it's kind of like a lot loaded into that one polyomino placement, um, right? Which I, I think like makes that, it pretty though. fun. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, the idea that you can screw over your neighbor, but if you want to screw him over super bad, you may also be hosing yourself. Yeah. Like that's Although good. That's some people nice get that balance. perfect placement where it's 
all the movement points for them, and also it just right, a right, big old block in their path, which has um, to feel great when you're placing oh, yeah. it. Not so much when you're having it placed, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's like I sort of designed to take that game, but no one ever complains about it being take that, um, right? Because everyone's right. just it's all happening all the time. It's great because you you'll build. This is uh, one of my favorite moments in it is you'll be building your maze. You'll be like, oh, this is perfect. I've, I've just been a real nuisance. Keep wanting to swear here. Um, <laughs> been a really <laughs> nuisance here. I'll stick to nuisance. Um, and then you look over because now it's now you've got to move your assistants over and you're just like, because <laughs> you just see what they've done. Right. So everyone's right, right. so focused on their board and then everyone gets that same moment of realizing how much they've been screwed over. Um, right. Yeah. Right. So that's always fun. Um, yeah, because you, you you got a moment where you feel really clever and then you feel really dumb. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds it's... like a lot of fun. So, I uh, I look forward to that being announced, actually officially. Yeah. So I'm getting me here where it is. You know, maybe it'll be like what happened uh, with me where uh, we were on a call uh, for our um, weekly meetup <laughs> and. And I found out that uh, Skybound had tweeted about No Context, the game that Banana and I did. So, uh, yeah, that was funny. So, anyways, it's like, oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) I guess we can talk about that now, even though I don't know that it's actually been announced, but you tweeted about it. So, I mean, okay, I'm going to talk about it. It's such a weird weird world being in that. Like, I can't really talk about it, but I kind of can. But also, I need to play test it with you. So, like, don't tell anyone. But, like, who are you even going to tell anyway? But... Oh shoot! You actually do know people. Maybe never mind. <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah. There was um. The, I think the most awkward thing that ever happened to um. To someone that I know in the industry about that sort of thing, and it was it was the former co-host of the show, Rob. Uh, and I'll, I'll say what happened because no one will remember. I he, the game was never published, so no one will ever know what company. But I mean, I guess it doesn't even matter because they tweeted it. But they had a game of his they were interested in. And they were playtesting it. Um, and one of the people from the company like tweeted, like, playtesting this new game coming from our company next year. And Rob was like, what do I do with that? Like, I don't know what to do with that. Like, Because um, it hadn't they been signed? No, they hadn't even given him a contract oh, yet. They, so, um, and then so he was like, hey, uh, saw this tweet. Uh yeah, like I'm, I'm super interested in working with you with this. I would love that. Um, but, um, but yeah, so like, <laughs> let's talk about that. And then I don't know what, I don't remember what happened, but they didn't end up signing the game. So like how oh, awkward, oh right? No. Um, yeah. yeah. And I don't remember if they mentioned him in the tweet or not. <laughs> it could go either way, but it was, that to me was like the most awkward, like, they announced it and they hadn't signed it and then they didn't sign it. So it was like, wow, that's, yeah, weird. that's super weird. So yep. not, not the most professional thing to ever happen. <laughs> no. But yeah. 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 Things in the game design industry can be very, very odd for sure. Yeah. Oh. Um, anyways, <laughs> on that note, this is uh this has been a super fun discussion and uh, I uh-huh. I really do uh hope that they announce Hedge Mage soon cuz I would love to see it um to be able to actually like see what it looks like and stuff. I've seen all the stuff you're talking about it, but it would be cool to actually <laughs> like see the real thing uh what it's going to look like. So, oh yeah. I'm super excited.
So listeners, we hope you had a good time talking to us, uh, listening to us talk about polyaminos. I don't think we said polynomials once, um, which is impressive. Oh, you're going to, you're going to listen back and I'm, you'll have said it every single time. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> true. But I'm going to go with the fact that I don't think we did, um, and just believe that and then maybe edit it out. I'll just dub for both of us polyamino. <laughs> um, it's going to be great. Um, so yeah, if uh, I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. If you want to get in touch with us, you can of course go to buildingthegamepodcast.com. We can find a link to our Discord. You can call email us at buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitter at podcastbtg. I am at JA Slingerland and Connor is at Connor J Wake. Follow us on the Twitter. And of course, join us again next week and every week. You should come back. But until next time, good night. Good night. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.